1: Right there when you need her. Look at Jonathan; he's having a great. <laughs> he's dancing. If you're tuning in live radio, you are wondering what in the world is happening. Me too, Benny. This is so crazy because it's YouTube that you get to see us. So what's how, they can just go to YouTube 1150 KKNW, right? Yeah,
0: you're you're pretty much all over, and so am I, and so is our guest for today.
1: I know, Mr. Humankind.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, the Be best.
1: Be both. Be both. We have an amazing guest back with us today. And Jonathan, prior to um, us going live, you were like, well, what are we going to talk about? And we we like, There's so many topics that we can talk about. I mean, there's confidence. And then, of course, your new book, which we're going to get to in just a minute. Uh, I wanted to remind all of you, please sign up for the newsletter. It's com forward slash newsletter. I mean, go figure. And of course, you can get more information at com and also uh right after today's show i've got a free webinar if you guys want to join me there and reclaiming the essence of you some foundry conversations Vital, you losing your energy are you spinning out come come play with me on zoom we've there's so much going on right now and, and uh, seriously and jonathan and i will get to this but there's like the top three questions and one is boundaries and two is I have zero energy. What happened to my vitality? And we're going to answer that. Well, I'm sure we're going to answer it today in the radio show because it's a really hot topic, but for sure on the free webinar that I'm hosting after this, uh, we're definitely going to address it. And I'm going to give you some real life practical tools to make all that happen. So go to Sue sign up for the free webinar. Free. Did I say free? Benny, did I say free?
0: You said free. Say it again.
1: Free. Boom. (laughs) Free webinar, sulunquist.com. You'll see that pretty mug right there. And hey, Benny, did you see the new branding and all the nummy yummy I that?
0: did. It looks amazing.
1: Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you to Randy. All right, Jonathan. Hi, welcome. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and if you guys, I know we've got live radio, but we're also on YouTube. So I actually get to interact and see you. Oh.
2: You made me take a shower today.
1: I, yeah, you and me both. And shave. Oh, nice. Well, Jonathan, I could, well, first of all, love, welcome back.
2: Thank you. Honored to be here. Big hugs to you.
1: Oh, thank you. Okay. So I could totally do the formal introduction, but you know what? I'm going to let you roll with it because it's the essence of you. It's the vibe. And I want people to hear you again.
2: Oh gosh. (laughs) I'm used (laughs) to my formal introduction. Then I can go, what did I just say that? Yeah. Uh, For those listening really quick. I'm a, I'm a, Uh, midlife dating a relationship coach most for women. Uh, Midlife is what I say after baby making years and before retirement. So if you're 42 to 69, that's the population I speak to. And why I specifically speak to that population is that 75% of singles who are in that demographic, who are actively dating, seeking a relationship are divorced. And so what makes me a little bit more unique than a lot of those dating relationship coaches that got married in their 30s and had children, and they're still happily married, is I got married, went through a contentious divorce, went through emotional chaos, lost my quarter million dollar a year job, you know, self-medicated with drugs and alcohol, used online dating to, you know, to satisfy my, you know, dysfunction. But I'm I came out. out huh? out, yeah. And, yeah. and I've come out of the tunnel. And so I, I share from, and I've also had a significant relationship. So I share from a perspective of a lot of what the male population that women are dating. I'm I've been through it. So I can lean into a lot of different conversations. Um, and it was really quickly and I'll kind of end the intro. It's through the personal development, self-help and spiritual work that I did all these years that got me out of that dysfunction, if you will, of needing to self-medicate and self-soothe through online dating to being in a place where I feel like I'm an emotional grown-up right now. And we what that looks like, what an emotional grown-up looks like. In fact, that could be a great title. What does an emotional grown-up look like? (laughs) Let's
1: do it. Roll with it, babe. What what does an emotional grown-up look like?
2: So, you know not you know so i've observed that most humans operate from an unconscious perspective and what i mean to say is it's it's not intentional but it's very myopic very myopic it's through their own you know we all have our own perspective but in many cases it's their tunnel vision and it's because most from the way i've observed is unresolved childhood wounds and traumas that have created negative patterns and limiting beliefs in one's life begins to um, well they've been deeply entrenched and they begin to surface more as we age hence why it's called a midlife crisis it's where your your blueprint of where you thought your life was going to be collides with your reality wow so
1: wait that's beautiful did you guys hear that where the blueprint of your life collides with your current reality.
2: Yeah. There's a movie called Revolutionary Road with um with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet and you know it's interesting because if you look at this movie it's a perfect example this is based in the late 50s I believe early 60s but you know Leonardo DiCaprio had all these dreams of I think he wanted to be a writer. He wanted to be a traveler and all that stuff, but he, he got married, started a family, and he realized that all of his dreams were suppressed. He never experienced them, and then he had midlife crisis, and she had her own midlife crisis. So I coined the term, your blueprint of what you thought your life was going to be like collides with your reality, and in many cases, people are unable to cope with that. Oh and so God, yes. this is what happens so this creates the the so if you don't so this is the foundation of where emotional maturity comes in okay so i've kind of, i have a podcast called the five signs to emotional maturity and i'm going to share it with your audience today
1: yes please
2: and sign number one your actions consistently match your words your actions <laughs> consistently, consistently. not not your actions absolutely match your words because i i mean we fail we are human beings we're going to you know i was going to use the f word but we're going to mess up <laughs> thank sometimes. you thank you i was able to hold myself oh back. live radio so our words consistently match our actions i really I mean, like not... and
1: i'm gonna pardon me Go bear ahead. with me i love that you because at our last radio show we were talking similar conversation and yes, you reminded me. Well, humans do mess up, but it's the consistent actions, the consistency, yeah, that outweigh.
2: Yes. So if I say I'm going to call at a certain time, I'm going to call at a certain time. If I say we're going to, you know, I want to take you out on this date, I make plans to take you out on a date. As an example, that doesn't mean I once had. Um, I, I once told a woman who I was interacting on a dating app that uh, i would reach out to her at 5 p.m and what happened was i had such a busy day at work and i was really looking forward to it and i just lost track of time and i reached out at six fifteen. well my actions didn't match my words and and uh, by the way coincidentally um she ghosted me so
1: I, I, you got to tell the audience what ghosting
2: means. Oh, ghosting means she did not respond. I, I reached out with a heartfelt apology because gotcha. um, I made a commitment. I, I didn't live up to it. I said, hey, I got I lost track of time. It's rare for me that that happens. You know, are you open to talking? And she never responded, meaning she disappeared. She ghost means disappear. Okay. thank you. So for her, actions matching words probably is an absolute and, and I recognize that that was the early stages, but we should also have compassion. That's why it's consistent. That's number one. Okay. Number two, you take personal responsibility for your choices. You take personal responsibility for your choices. Now here, particularly in the United States, people are suckling on the breast of victimhood i was trying oh, to say it without breaking i know closet. that's so
1: true that's so and there's they don't even know up. it they don't yeah. know it
2: there's, like, yeah there's victim consciousness so if you ever have to do one of these you're pointing the finger somewhere else you're not looking at the three fingers pointing back i love that but, analogy and so for example you've gone through a divorce and you. Well, let me give you an example you're on a date with someone You're asking about their past relationship. They got a divorce. And all they do is blame, 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 blame the ex. My ex cheated. My ex did this. My ex did this. And they take no responsibility whatsoever. That's a person that has victim consciousness versus victor consciousness. We want to have victor consciousness. I take ownership for my part. I was a little despondent in the relationship. I didn't contribute as much. While my ex-partner did this. This is how I didn't show up either. Yep. You take ownership. When you okay. take ownership, that's emotional maturity.
1: That's it. What about, this is coming up I, and, I've, and I've got to advocate for the audience too. So, cause we were talking about within the conversations of being on a date, what is it? And maybe we are going to answer this in, in the five signs. Uh, what is it when you're having conversations, getting to know the other person and they keep bringing up the X, like he did that or she did this, and it's it's consistent.
2: Oh well, well that actually will be addressed in a second, but let's okay. let's jump into right now. So what I so what that is telegraphing, telegraphing most likely a hurt or pain that's continuing to linger. Gotcha. It's lingering pain. It's, it's an unresolved micro trauma. Most I call them micro traumas than major traumas. So there's a micro trauma that has been unresolved. Now, if sometimes you have to learn to be like Columbo, you know, can you learn how to read between the lines? And while a person may still lament over an ex doesn't mean they're not they're necessarily a bad candidate to be relationship. But you have to kind of feel into is it is it more an unresolved wound or is it they just are still madly in love and want to be back with that person? And sometimes you have to be straight in someone's face and go, I'm pointing, for those that are on the radio, you don't (laughs) see me pointing in the camera, and say, what's up? What's going on here?
1: Oh, totally. But, okay, so let's do a paradox here. Let's change this. What about, oh, shiitake, I just had an awareness that I'm talking so much about my ex. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do I have some unresolved issues that I need to take care of? Yeah, versus the victimhood
2: yeah so when someone actually takes ownership and that's that's a great example of awareness okay i fell into the rabbit hole i fell into the hole wow i'm in this hole wait a minute this is my fault <laughs> it's my fault i'm in the hole it's my responsibility yeah. wow hey you know what i realize i've been talking a lot about my ex let me be candid with you i still have some unresolved issues i'm working through it i'm actually seeing a therapist i'm seeing a coach or maybe Just the awareness in and of itself allows me to process and i really appreciate you being patient with me for a little bit because vulnerability
1: in the communication
2: well most human beings have incredibly weak communication skills weak communication skills we have this fantasy and women live and, and breathe fantasy. They, they live and breathe. Men don't live in fantasy. Women live in fantasy because of Disney movies and The Notebook and Serendipity and all the other movies alike. I've um, never seen them. Uh, well, yeah, right. Yeah, I don't buy that. Um, so the fantasy that communication is that humans actually know how to communicate with one another. And the reality is is weak communication skills which actually leads to the third example of emotional maturity is someone knows how to do what i call fight fair fight fair what i mean by fight, fight fair is there's always going to be friction in a relationship there's going to be friction there's going to be something that rubs you the wrong way a emotionally mature person listens to the other person's point of view accepts the other person's point of view and even though they may disagree and it's not about I agree to disagree it's I will listen and I accept that that's your perspective and it's okay. you are entitled to your perspective now if two people can do that together they have a greater chance of success in resolving conflicts because conflict resolution is one of the number one reasons why couples fail and I don't like saying the word fail, I'll just say end, but it's a failure because they haven't been able to learn how to effectively communicate with one another. Totally agree.
1: And there's within that fighting fair conversation, the ability, and even just to say it straight out, and I'm speaking from personal experience, I'm not saying this to make you wrong. I'm, I, I don't want to make you wrong. I, I genuinely yeah. want to have this conversation um, because you, you instantly within the conversation, you can see that they're like, oh, oh, I feel shamed or something. And that is absolutely not my intention. Right. Can we noodle? Well,
0: on? Most
2: that? people, they fight to create guilt. Okay. Because they believe guilt is a great motivator for shift. And, and, and it's not, I mean, it, it, it can be a little bit. I mean, I'm certainly, I'm, i I've been guilty of things. I'm like, Oh, I want to shift that, but to guilt someone also can trigger the even worse effect of shaming someone mm-hmm. because guilting someone could trigger shame in a person and then they feel less than and when a person feels less than they're incapable of leaning in they lean back because they're literally trying to avoid
1: yeah to avoid absolutely.
2: what's going on
1: And it's that conversation of, of creating that safe environment. I call it the CCs, compassionate curiosity. If you can be compassionate and get curious.
2: Yep. Right. Let's absolutely. I'm a big proponent. Compassion is like like my book. What the heck is self-love anyways? It's all (laughs) learning about compassion for oneself, compassion for oneself and compassion for other human beings.
1: Define compassion. In a sentence, in a conversation, Uh, in an... God, you know what? I
2: I don't think I've ever had to do that. It just occurred to me. So compassion for oneself, it's like this, the way I look at it. (laughs) We all have our adult and we have our little kid. And our little kid can absolutely internally crucify ourselves. Crucify. I mean, Um, we literally, I mean, you know, we can tie ourselves to the cross with the nails in the hand and feet in, the, in a horrific way, self promote, you know, self attack. Compassion is just giving yourself a big, gigantic hug of love and saying, you know what? You're good enough. You're good enough. You're lovable. You're likable. You know, genuine, I wear a
1: bracelet. Yeah, I, I wear a bracelet.
2: Authentic. Oh. I wear a bracelet that says, I'm good enough, right? Oh. I'm enough. Excuse me. I'm, I'm enough. enough. Yeah. That's like upside my- down
1: can you see my first yeah. tattoo so uh, and the audience knows this so literally i and i'm i just and i'm totally good with art and tattoo and all that And we're kind of doing a segue but listen this is all about yeah. self-love and compassion right yeah. and i wanted something very meaningful and of course what did i do and I, I mean i teach this stuff too and i'm like oh daughters will you draw a little heart for me because that's going to show me how much i love myself oh good yeah. friends can you draw a little heart and i'm going to tattoo that on my body I'm like, Sue, what are you doing? This is my cursive handwriting that says, I love you, and to remind myself to stay above the line. So there's my- Oh,
2: oh, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: I'm trying to twist my- Oh, you got it. Yeah. So it's, I can't go wrong with that. It's my cursive handwriting, and it reminds me to love myself and to stay above the line in that compassion and stuff that we were talking about,
2: So are you familiar with the Hawaiian forgiveness prayer? I
1: have heard this. Are we going to see? so? go ahead? Yeah,
2: I'll go into a segue here. So the Hawaiian forgiveness prayer, and to me, forgiveness simply means for giving love for giving for giving yep. love. So the Hawaiian forgiveness prayer, also known as the Pono. Yeah. I, yes. I believe if I've said it properly, is I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Now, what that actually does is it's a pattern interrupt into our nervous system that actually shifts out of anxiety, despair, um, not, you you can't cure depression from the forgiveness prayer, but the forgiveness prayer is like giving yourself an injection of love. Yeah. And it's, it's the same print. It's, it's an aspect of self love. It's just giving that little kid inside of you a big, gigantic hug of love. And so compassion is both that big hug within self, and then recognizing that most human beings are doing the best they can. And even if you feel slighted from someone, you feel taken advantage of whatnot, most humans, not all, most don't intentionally do things. It's just that they're myopic. And, and that leans into the next aspect of emotional maturity. Number four, right? Number four, which is empathy. Mm. Now, empathy is mostly described in the sense of I can feel your feelings, but I've leaned into a different aspect of empathy. You know, Uh, Sympathy is, I'm sorry you went through this experience. Right? Empathy is, I literally feel the experience you have. But I want to take empathy to another level. And that is, I care about your feelings. I Mm -hmm. care about your feelings. And this is where there's a tremendous... So when you're myopic, you're only focused on your own feelings. In fact, John Gottman talks about the three stages of love. And stage one is, you're trying to get your own needs met. Straight, stage two is you're trying to meet your partner's needs. And stage three is your partner's needs become your needs. Your partner needs become your needs. So you actually, I mean, that takes a, a level of building deep trust in the relationship. But going back to empathy, I care about your feelings. So like on a date, I'm using dating as the example. And, and the reason why dating is so pivotal or so poignant here is that dating triggers the number one emotional health issue facing everybody. And dating triggers it like dating and relationships trigger it like nobody's business. And that emotional health issue is I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. I'm not likable. So on some core level, we feel like so empathy is saying, you know what? I'm sitting across from you at the table. I've got my feelings, but you know what? I'm going to care about your feelings too. I'm going to try to actually lean into and go, let me put myself in your shoes for just a minute. And that is a sign of emotional maturity. Of, oh, of the fourth sign.
1: The fourth sign. I love it. Hey, Benny, maybe with that, with a segue and teasing the audience a little bit, maybe what we should do is take a quick commercial break um i gotta know that benny is in studio benny can you come back on yeah the video? i'm here
0: i'm totally here i just oh. turned off my uh camera so uh, oh
1: sorry know. love i couldn't see you so let's do that love let's do a quick commercial break and yeah. we come back we're going to talk about the number five about emotional what did you say emotional grown-up um I'm no emotional
2: crazy. maturity emotional grown-up grown
1: up. i love it all right we'll be right back sue lundquist here with the gratitude cafe we'll be right back
0: I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. The C2C Live Challenge is your way to sustain your mindset after transition and your soul's desire to create and sustain your life on your terms. 2020 is going to be huge, so get yourself set up right now. With this achieved, you'll have real-life practical tools and self-regulation and have the answers to self-sabotage, stop being taken advantage of, saying a respective no, and so much more. You can do all that while you're taking care of yourself and loving the whole. For more information about the C2C Live Challenge, visit sulonquist.com forward slash the letter C, the number 2, the letter C, 2020 SO number 2. That's sulonquistcom forward slash C2C. 2020 SO number two, the C2C live challenge. Do it for you.
1: Hey guys, Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. Yes, that's positive radio to feed your soul. You know what? Give me 20 minutes and I'm going to give you a lifetime of change. Learn to manage your mind. It's just you, just version 2.0 you hear me say it on the radio, new thoughts, new ideas, new perspective, and it's a new you. Let's have a conversation and stop your spinning. 206-300-2227.
2: Hi, this is Dr. Joe Dispenza. I wanted to take a moment and let you know about a nonprofit organization called Give to Give. The Give to Give Foundation was created by a group of people who have studied my work, or have participated in my workshops around the world. And by applying the principles
0: of mind over matter and the mind-body connection, they've created outstanding changes in their lives or in their health, and they wanted to give back. The organization
2: is dedicated to providing the proper resources to those people in need to gain the opportunity
0: to learn exactly how to change their body or their lives. If you want to learn more about the give to give Foundation or you know someone that needs help, or you simply
2: want to make a donation, visit givetogive.com. Those who give don't always know how to love. Those who love always know how to give. Thank you. Make it a great day. Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150.
1: During the break, you missed it on YouTube. We were talking about, you know, ears, hands, feet. I have to
2: go back. <laughs> Is this a fetish show? <laughs> Is well, this actually, a fetish show?
0: Actually, hang on. You only missed it on the terrestrial radio side of things. On YouTube, you did catch everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so All you right. need to go back to the YouTube.
1: That's what I meant to say. Thank you, Benny, aka Mike.
0: You're such a <laughs> teaser.
1: Yes, I am.
0: My girlfriend says it too.
1: Lean in. Lean
2: in. Yeah. <laughs>
0: in in, in. indeed
1: indeed. oh that's awesome humankind be both jonathan welcome back love thank you thank you so top of the hour uh to all of those on live radio if you guys are just tuning in please go back because we've we have really dived into a lot of deep conversation about self-love uh emotional being an emotional grown-up what that looks like defining that yeah. And Jonathan and I having a, a pretty candid conversation about what that looks like under the kind of the umbrella of dating too. We're sprinkling yeah. that in, but just, you know, be human, be kind, you know, and be this both. be both. We were talking about the five signs to emotional maturity, the five signs to emotional grown up. Brother. We talked about, yeah. Consistent was number one, two was personal responsibility for your own actions and behavior versus the victimhood, right? Oh my goodness. And you know, there was something I had heard a few years ago. Oh, I don't remember who it was. And there was the old analogy that, okay, I take 50% responsibility, you take 50% and we'll come together. That doesn't work. I take 100% responsibility, you take 100% responsibility, then we come together and we figure it out.
2: Well, I think it's a hundred percent of my part.
1: My part, yes. yeah. that's so, what I and, mean. And, and
2: so, because so, uh, the parts can be lopsided, I right, think it's important right. to recognize that one person's action might trigger something that's, you know, a huge disparity. But ultimately, it's really just saying I take ownership of my part. Yep. Whatever, whatever that you know, how much that weighs, it's it was really irrelevant. But Absolutely, that's, that's, that's a sign taking of emotional yeah. maturity
1: absolutely and then number three fighting fair it's conflict resolution absolutely fighting fair and having the tools and the language to be able to do that number four is empathy and that is jonathan goes above and beyond and says i he's leaning into you i care about you and what you have to say
2: correct yes in other words it's i care about your feelings and i'm anticipating it too in other words i'm you know look at I'm gonna give you an example. Okay. okay. What do all men think about on a first date? I'm gonna let you answer that. Oh, come on. What's the number one thing we're thinking about if we're attracted I'm... to someone, Sex. what are we thinking about? Sex, right? So those are given. Yeah. So, yeah. so we know this about- Do you hear Benny? <laughs> what? I was just adding a little. Was he doing bump, chicken back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he yeah, was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Welcome, sunny, Jonathan. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know. I love it. So, and I only use this in the example. So we already have some, what I call, givens, okay? And one of the givens we, I'd like to encourage people to be thinking about is that there's actually somebody else sitting across the table from you on a first date, second date, third date. There's a human being. That should be a given. Humankind be both, okay? Not it's your world that there's somebody else there too. And your job, and it's not about impressing them so you can get whatever you want for them, is you actually care about their feelings. You're actually thinking, and this is men and women alike because, you know, men can be incredibly chivalrous and women just receive, 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 but they're not contributing as well. Yep. So I'm a big proponent, I talk about this in my videos on my YouTube channel, is a relationship is a two lane street. Hear
1: your YouTube channel, love. Make sure the audience knows it.
2: Well, hopefully there's a link below, but my YouTube channel is my name, Jonathan Asley. um, But it's a two-lane street. Your cars should be traveling at the same speed together. And I'm yelling only because there's this imbalance. (laughs) And the the whole courting process is set up for failure because of that imbalance. Um, Because it's set up based on expectations and not empathy or compassion. Or compassion.
1: And then, okay. So that was one, two, three, and four. And then we talked at the top of the hour about the Hawaiian forgiveness prayer. Um, I love you. I forgive you. Nope. I love no. you.
2: I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you.
1: There we go. Thank you. That was beautiful. And then um, we were going to talk about number five.
2: Number five, the the fifth sign of emotional maturity, I believe, and this is my perspective, and there's more than five. These are Jonathan Asley's five, is transparency, transparency. Okay. And we can interchange authenticity with that too. But I think what's important about transparency, what we're really leaning into here with this is that when you ask a sincere question of another human being, then they should sincerely respond to it instead of avoiding it. Mm-hmm. Transparency is actually sharing when you're interacting with another human being, what's coming up for you. Now, not every, now, now in the early stage of dating, that may be difficult because you may have something very private that you don't feel safe to share. Right. But ultimately when a relationship begins to form and evolve and there's, in, there's sexual intimacy going on, when, there should be, I believe that transparency is a demonstration of emotional maturity. And what we're seeing in the relationship realm is people are holding back significantly. They're holding back significantly. Well,
1: at that, well, that I'm advocating for the audience because if I'm thinking it, they are so at what point do you have that trans? I mean, there, I, I'm guessing there's different levels of transparency in different parts of the conversation, right?
2: Well, So I think if it's, if it's material to the relationship, then, and you ask a question that's material to the relationship, then there's a, the transparency is I'm going to answer it instead of avoid it. So, um,
1: you're saying if I'm avoiding it, I've got to look within and go, okay, what's, is it a trigger? What's happening?
2: Well, that, well, first off, you have to have awareness to recognize you're avoiding it. Most people are so blind to that, that they're incapable of it. Yes. But if you're the person at the receiving end, you lean into asking more questions. And if someone continually deflects, continually deflects, and if they deflect with a level of hostility or or turning it around and making it about you, then that's that's an example of what's called gaslighting or defensive behavior. And that's typically a person that doesn't know how to fight fair. They lack the empathy. They don't take personal responsibility for their choices and their actions are most likely it goes right up up the top and you'll recognize that this person lacks emotional maturity. Now, men, and since I coach women on understanding men, we aren't always transparent because of the following reason. We don't want to make a promise we can't keep. Mm. Most men. So there's always oftentimes an imbalance. A woman gets to a level of commitment well before a guy does, and she's seeking this validation and he's not going to make a promise he can't keep. So this is why some men are holding back because the emotional responsibility of the relationship is greater than he can lean into. Yep. This is why when a woman works with me in my private coaching, I teach what I call the roots to trust, the roots to trust. Ooh. Now, what I mean by roots to trust is that a relationship requires developing roots. And there's five primary roots. Now, I only teach this in my private coaching. So these five primary roots actually help develop trust. And when trust mm-hmm. is built, people can be more and more transparent. But so think about it, Sue, what, what happens to a tree in a hurricane wind with no roots yep
0: twink Twink.
2: yeah and relationships are so hyper focused on romance as the Mm -hmm. development of the relationship and not the core essence of a relationship and this is why so many new relationships end at some point i was gonna say fail or end because they never build the roots to trust
1: well there's a conversation in that too jonathan that says eh. I don't think I really wanted to invest in that anyways. Right. You've got to have that awareness and clarity. I mean, if we're, cause I, when you say that I'm thinking, well, if I'm invested and genuinely are going to jump into this and lean into this relationship, I'm going to yeah. do the work. Yeah. If I might, mm, I love you. I bless you. Do your thing, live your life. That's fine. I'm not.
2: Well, acceptance is certainly one aspect. You, you know, anybody can accept anything in a relationship. But if your needs, wants, and desires are continually not being at mm-hmm. least attempted to be met and, and it's not being expressed, then you're going to have a relationship most likely with resentment. And it's going it's, to, the pink elephant's going to, it's going to show up someday. Oh, so yeah. I'm all about heading it off at the pass. Gotcha. The sooner you do it, the greater chance for success. So I always say to my clients, I don't know if I'm allowed to say these words on radio if you're going to have intercourse on a regular basis, I say that. <laughs> okay, I can say that I figure that's a generic word, but if yeah. you can, if you're going to have intercourse on a regular basis, then you have every right to talk about what does it take to create a healthy, happy relationship. This is why my audience always hears about the book, eight dates by Dr. John Gottman, eight dates by Dr. John. This is the mechanics to a relationship and about this percentage of the, by the way, never do that to a guy.
1: So, so. <laughs> the audience has no idea. The radio audience has no idea what you
2: just did. Yeah, I, I, I put my finger. <laughs> the vast majority of the population have this level of awareness of the mechanics of a healthy, happy relationship. And ladies, I know you guys think you're the container. You're the ones who want commitment more than and You think you know everything. And uh-huh. trust me, I interview thousands of women every year and you're clueless just as well. Until you read this book, and then you're going to be clued in. (laughs) Bring the book back. Okay, the book is Eight Dates by Dr. John Gottman. Do a screenshot.
1: All right, Eight Dates. Here we go, cheese. (laughs) I got you. Oh, live audience, guys. You know what we're talking about. So Uh, Gottman, just Google Gottman Eight Dates, and you'll find it. Uh, Jonathan, please remind them how to find you. It's Jonathan, and I'm going to spell it out because when you say it really fast, I can't hear what you say on your last name.
2: So it's... So my my name is Jonathan, J-O-N-A-T-H-O-N. Last name is spelled A as in Apple. S is in Sam. L A Y, Dot com. And so it's as and lay. Oh, of course.
1: <laughs> of course. As and lay. Yes, of course. Now they'll remember it. And that's also the YouTube channel.
2: That's my For, YouTube channel as well. Yes.
1: So we have been talking... uh yummy juicy stuff um quite honestly about and and i i those top five things it's all about self-love too because i'm rereading it transparency empathy fighting fair what we were talking about what was it um consistency victor
2: versus victim consciousness and then consistent words that's isn't that brilliant i made that up myself
1: i (laughs) i love it but it's that, that in its own conversation is about self-love. I mean, it really, that self-love, it's about being an emotional grown up and working towards fostering, big words, working towards leaning in, fostering, yeah. because I, it, it's an evolutionary process. It's going to keep evolving.
2: So I think of self-love as inner peace, as inner peace. And so Uh, like my podcast is called the what would love do podcast and it says we're on an exploration of life love and the pursuit of inner peace because to me inner peace is the found is a is a is missing in most humans experiences a level of inner peace and so when you look at you know like you know like famous gurus you know that are you know spiritual gurus one of the things they emulate is just a level of inner peace we're gonna have chaos in our lives so self-love is like a vaccination to emotional mm-hmm. chaos okay. A vaccination to emotional chaos and what that vaccination that you know injection of love mm-hmm. is to give your oneself a level of inner peace in other words it's not about being too high and it's not about it being right. too low right and love is the antidote to that and you know for those that follow my work and this is i'm sharing with your audience i suffered the most horrific thing any parent can ever suffer in the summer of 2018 i lost my 18 year old son connor to an accident that's for those on the video that's a picture of him right there and any parent knows that's your greatest fear our greatest fear is something happening to our children. And I experienced this. And I'm grateful I didn't go down the rabbit hole of pain and suffering. And that's because, and I talk about this in my book at the end of the book, it's because I spent 15 years prior doing personal development, self-help, and spiritual work that will prepared me for this tragedy and this horrific experience. And I was able to lean into, lean into, what I call grieving with love, mm-hmm. grieving with love, because I could have chose to grieve with pain and suffering. That's certainly an option. And his loss inspired me to write my book. What the heck is self love? I started writing two months after he passed. I published it nine months to the day after he passed as an honor, as a, as a tribute to him. Cause he's mm-hmm. there's some elements of his personality that are in this book, but it's an invitation, an invitation to begin a, Daily practice of loving on oneself because I now feel in a much better place. I have chaos in my life, but it doesn't affect me the way it did 15 years prior, where I did drugs and alcohol to numb the pain.
1: Yeah. And hence the conversation about creating inner peace. Yes. And it is the self love, the emotional, emotional grown up, emotional intelligence. Uh, that is, that's the, the shot, the, what did you call it? The,
2: uh, vaccination to a vaccination. I'm thinking, and I'll be candid with you, Sue. I, I had been doing a lot of work and and Connor's passing. That makes me cry now. (laughs) Um, it broke me open. It broke me open. And, um, okay, now this is getting harder. Um, that I, that, I'm grateful, I'm not grateful for his loss, but I'm grateful for the lesson that came from that because I chose to see it as a as a lesson and a blessing instead of and, and don't get me wrong, I mean it's it's painful. There's days where I'm punched in the gut and I can't move. Right. Okay. Um, and I allow the experience to happen for me, and then I transition out of it. Versus the
1: other versus
2: getting stuck and stuck and stuck. In the pain of it. And I do believe we have a choice. It's the the you know, it's the red pill or the blue pill. I'm to me, the red pill is love. Mm. The blue pill is denial. The blue pill is avoidance. The blue so I choose love instead of denial, avoidance, and suffering. Mm.
1: Audience, did you hear that? Because this is the conversation of, uh, of a very powerful experience. But what Jonathan is also saying is to you and the audience look at the awareness of the two different types you can choose love and you can choose grace and ease but you can also and this is the awareness part because there's so many of us that have blinders on for whatever reason fear denial we're just numbing out so if you are finding yourself in that spiral of fear, denial. Give me some other words, Jonathan. Um,
2: uh, anxiety, anxiety, unrest, depression, um, um, un, you know, any, you know, uncomfort or discomfort, excuse discomfort. me.
1: Discomfort, yeah, discomfort, but you know, that's not a common term, but you hear, you know, the, the commercials and the doctors, if you're fighting anxiety or fear or blah, blah, all that. Take a pill. If, yeah, there you go. If somebody's saying take a pill,
2: now when when, when it's overwhelming there is a benefit for a pill to get you to a certain level but ultimately and i self-medicated i was doing (laughs) all day long for years after my divorce i i think you know what i was oh by the way for the for those that didn't see it i was pretending to snort cocaine yeah. I mean, I did court, but it was drugs and alcohol that got me through every day, but that wasn't healing me. And I had to finally take a step. And, and what was I, that?
1: What were you doing in your body? Were you, cause that's, that's that well, that
2: juicy moment, right? So I went to bed for, for a period of time, wishing I didn't wake up. And I had small children at the time. I went to bed wishing I didn't wake up. And ultimately I, it was just like, I faced, I looked in the mirror, and I didn't see me.
1: Mm.
2: And, I mean, metaphorically speaking. Right, right, right. And and I said, and and actually, it was the movie The Secret that came out. And when I watched it, I go, this resonates with me. Mm. So something came into my consciousness that I said, ah, that resonates with me. This is an interesting point I'm going to share too. So in that moment, I began to lean in a little bit more. And I got the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And I started to listen to Tony Robbins on the infomercials. I mean, the incessant infomercials. Yeah. And little by little, I was doing, then it was Abraham Hicks that I got kind of addicted to. And that was Marianne Williamson that I love. And then I found the book, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. I'm like, oh my God. That was a brilliant oh book, by the way. Yeah. So Interesting. I have a new client who's a male and I, I'm, I, work with women, 99.9% are women. So now I have a male client. He came across my YouTube channel and he's listening to me talk. He's listening to me talk and he finds something happened. He said that trigger, he's like, I want to learn from that guy. That was all he said. I want to learn from that guy because I'm sharing all these experiences. And he goes, that's me. So he reached out and he goes, I want to learn from you. And now he's a client of mine. He saw himself. So it's that seeing ourselves in someone else, or, or like something triggering. For me, it was the secret. For somebody else, it could be anything. Yeah. But it's it's when that moment, it's I always think it's a humbling moment that causes it. Whatever humbling moment causes right. you to choose the red pill or the blue pill. And most people go down the road of pain and suffering. But here's the good news you will gain awakening for most people it's about 20 seconds before they die yeah. okay but you will gain it okay <laughs> so i love the line yeah. in the movie shashank redemption there's a famous quote that said get busy living or get busy die oh. ah for me that quote coupled with walt disney's quote keep moving forward keep moving forward it's a daily practice and that's what i do every day there's a famous quote that says how do you get to carnegie hall practice 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 it's a practice and that's my invitation for everyone
1: it's an invitation did you guys hear that oh i love it all right jonathan we have probably about six more minutes where do you okay. want to take this interview love
2: well i want to i want to bring up another book since i'm big on books
1: i Are think that's any- a good idea
2: Here's a book, screenshot. It's called Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. This should be your Bible. Okay. This, is along with a couple other books that I mentioned. And what I, by the way, the title should have been called Compassionate Communication. Okay. The reason why it's called nonviolent communication is most humans communicate from a victim consciousness and it's combative. You did something to me, I felt this way because you did this to me and and you're to blame. Okay? Nonviolent communication is I felt sad when you didn't return my phone call when you said you did. Mm-hmm. I felt sad. That's literally just sharing what you felt. I'm not making wrong, I'm just sharing what happened. That's Compassionate communication. I felt sad when you didn't live up to your promise to me, mm-hmm. and I just want you to know this. You and you're not making. and Now you could follow up with a request if we're going to continue in this relationship. Can you make? Can you endeavor to or make an effort to at least pocket dial me? You know, because everybody pocket dials 52 times a day. I'm okay, I
1: got it. I'm I'm, I'm I'm chewing here. Okay, so when you say that, this is what I love, and this is how I love this conversation. What came up for me okay. and many women I'm sure is, oh my God, you're being emotional, right? They're, I mean, I've heard that so many times. From men. From men. And I've heard And guess from what? women.
2: Your you- response, I'm a woman. And I'm said- a woman. I am emotional. If you want to have intercourse with me, this is the price of the package. And if you can't accept the price of the package, Go find some submissive woman that'll do whatever you want because that ain't for me. And by the way, ladies, if I was able to curse, I'd be cursing my head. I know
1: you would. Thank you, me and Benny. Thank you. So does FCC rules. Thank you so much. We can, you and I can go and have a conversation off uh, regular live, but that there's, oh, you know, how many times, not only have I heard that from men, but also there's been women from a pre program
2: And by the way, you can say to a guy, if you can't appreciate grown-up conversation, then you ain't my guy. And let me just follow up. There's two chapters in my book. Chapter one, speak your truth, do it with kindness. I said that in a very kind, compassionate way. I forget what chapter is. The other chapter is, if it's sincere and from the heart, you can never say the wrong thing to the right person. Yep. so here's the thing someone who says you're getting emotional, you call them out on that. You can say look I'm a woman and I said that tongue- in cheek but you can right, say right, right. that's who I am it's price of the package but ultimately you say if you can't appreciate a kind if I can't share my feelings, if I can't be transparent and you have empathy then you're not an emotional grown-up it fits my pat the five signs of emotional maturity. And if it's consistent, then ladies or guys, say next. Yep. N-E-X-T. Swipe.
1: What is it? this? This
2: is your stand. This is my invitation to create your standard. And okay. I'm here to be a, a voice of a wake-up call. And I yell. So you can hear. Oh, you he stood That's up. He, audience,
1: is. he was standing up and going, yeah. The, I love it, though. I love it. That passion. That commitment. And leading by example. So. Lead my, by example. Wait, let me. I want you to look at me here an audience I'm, I'm going YouTube with you, Jonathan, thank you from the bottom of my heart and all those thousands of women and men, because you're leading by example, you're in the rink, right? You are in the muck of it. You're
2: I'm in the, yeah. the
1: muck. <laughs> <of it. laughs>
2: I'm in the shiitake
1: in the shiitake of it. Yes. You took my word. Yes. The shiitake. I heard it in the movie too. Oh, oh, was there a movie? I didn't. Uh, I, I think in that a, was in my in own. A, hang on, again. hang on. I would like to own that. I thought that that was my own. No,
2: that's been around for way. Oh, has
1: years. it? Okay, well.
2: By the way, there is anyway, no original no, thank thought. We're or just a combination of a lot of experiences.
1: Yes, yes. So remind the audience we're about two minutes out. Your website. I'm going to give them the exact spelling, audience. If you're driving, pull over. If You're not, I'm going to spell it out J O H N. Nope, no, why look, it says J
2: O N A T A. That's misspelled. Your assistant that was up.
1: okay. Then you, by go. the way,
2: look at your screen, it has my name right there. I it doesn't show up. On I, I'm, oh, my, oh, there it
1: is. Okay, oh, well, then I need my glasses. Oh, for crime, any sakes, J O N A T H O N. A S L A Y dot com, and yeah. it's also the YouTube channel.
2: My YouTube apologies, channel, podcast, the book,
1: podcast, the book. Oh, it's so exciting! We got about two minutes. I love this. So, love sex and communication. Uh, audience, are you showing up as an emotional grown up? What does that look like? Well, Jonathan, I like
2: that what, as a title better for this. What, what, which one? The five signs of emotional maturity, or what's a social grown up.
1: Oh, God, I love it. Let's yeah. do it. The five yeah. signs of emotional grown up. I like emotional grown up because it's got okay. a little twang to it, right? Yeah. So, consistent personal responsibility that's a big one for me. It's that ownership, right? Come on, ownership. Fighting fair, it's another big one. I mean, all of them are really. So, it's be- consistent personal responsibility versus the victimhood audience. Uh, number three is fighting fair, that conflict resolution. Number four is empathy. Jonathan says above and beyond the typical empathy meaning it's you leaning in and saying feeling I genuinely my words genuinely and authentically care about your feelings those are big buzzwords for me is genuine and authentic because in a hot second I can feel it if you're not and I'm like I call the b and the other s word I gotcha. yeah (laughs) I'm like yeah it's got to be authentic and genuine uh, that's number four, care about your feelings leaning in. And number five, transparency. Super juicy, yummy, sexy conversation. If you are just tuning in, well, poo-poo on you. You missed some really good Go rewind. Stuff. Rewind. If you are tuning here on YouTube, hello, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Jonathan, it's so fun. I love having you. I love having this oh, conversation. Thank
2: you so much. Wait a minute. Was this live on YouTube right now? Yes. Oh, I thought, <laughs> I thought this was going to be. <laughs> no, all right. we're all live.
1: <laughs> and then we'll repost and Got then it. we'll turn it into the podcast. Okay, and all cool.
0: that. We're all over. We're all I over can... for you, Jonathan. We're all over. Yes.
2: Okay,
1: cool. All over. All right, guys, Jonathan, thank you so much. Show your book one last time, babe. I know no, I did. Thank you. Yay! All Bye. right, guys, until next week. Each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world.
0: If you like the show, help more people find us by adding your review of the show on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach with this inspiring message on the Gratitude Cafe. Simply search for Gratitude Cafe in iTunes, hit subscribe, and add your honest review. It would help us immensely and we'll be forever grateful. It's one of the best ways you can give back to the show with your review. Thanks for tuning in to the Gratitude Cafe. Don't forget, every week is a new show, and you could submit your questions at suelundquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. The show goes live at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in Seattle on Seattle's Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. You can also call in to the show at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Find the live streaming link at suelundquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. We'll see you next week.